Hey guys, welcome back to the King Kumar podcast where you will be inspired to make change. Today, I have interviewed Jason Dumbelli. At just 18 years old, Jason has built a social media company called The Scaling Sauce, was invited to the White House to talk about future leadership, business, and politics, and he has also written his own book, The Symptoms Single. Jason and I talk about how you can build your brand, execute on your goals, and the college controversy, whether or not you should attend college. This is an excellent podcast with massive value. If you like this podcast, don't forget to Give it a rating on Apple Podcasts or wherever you find your podcasts and share it with your friends. Also, share my podcast on your social media. Um, I'll give you a shout out. Without further ado, let's get into the interview. What's up, King Kumar Podcast? I'm back at it again with another podcast and we're doing another interview. Um, so today I'm here with Jason Dombelli. Jason, yes, welcome yes. to the show. Thank you for inviting me. No problem. Um, let's start off by asking, how are you doing today? I'm actually really good. I'm taking it easy this month with business. It's just, which I'll talk a lot of more throughout the podcast, why I'm doing that. But just taking it easy this, um, this month. And yeah, things have been going well in God's grace. So, Jason, let me first by asking you, are you, you're based in um, downtown Chicago, correct? Not downtown Chicago. I'm based in the north side of Chicago. I will be moving to the to downtown side of Chicago in the future. But right now I'm in the north side of Chicago. Okay, perfect. Morning race. Perfect. So, Jason, let me start off by asking, what is your kind of origin story? How did you... um? become an entrepreneur. I mean, we were talking and you said, well, I didn't really find my purpose until you said um, when you wrote kind of your book and then you kind of then found like entrepreneurship. So talk to me about how you kind of found your purpose. Yeah, it, it wasn't it wasn't when I wrote my book that I found my purpose because when I started drafting the first couple of chapters of my book, that's when I was just reflecting and realizing the long way I and the long path I've been through to find out that entrepreneurship was my thing. As a matter of fact, um, it, it, it started off with my parents. They like, I remember so many times I was young. I, I love technology. Like we, a lot of people, first of all, they're busy um, putting tags on themselves. A lot of people would say, oh, I'm an entrepreneur or I'm a physician, I'm a chiropractor an actor, a soccer player, but it's because you chose that one thing. People were created with so many specialties. Like for me, I, I, I know how to program. I know how to design websites. There's so, I know how to market products, build brands. Like it's, it's a matter of choosing what you want to pursue and for how long. So a lot of people are focused in, um, just going to school and, um, uh, thinking that the system has a good, satisfying job for them in the future, but it's not that all the time. Or some people would just go to school 
and realized that, okay, if I become a doctor, um, I'll make a lot of money. I could drive a BMW, but it's a matter of fact, realizing like what type of doctor you trying to be is that's, are you trying to go to school for that long? So it started off with my parents seeing me as a little kid, four or five, just breaking things and put piecing things together. So I always liked understanding the anatomy of products, whether it was radios back in 2004 or the first Microsoft 95 software back in 2003, 2004, 2005. Like I always loved breaking things apart and then trying to piece things together. But you obviously know a lot of people that don't build the products, even adults, they, they break something or open a computer. And then when they're trying to put things together, there's always extra pieces. But me growing up and I started playing games with my siblings and figuring out that um, we had this game called People. It sounds basic, but I'm about to explain. This game where we had a city of like Lego people and we had um, like Fisher Price toys, all these toy characters. And I had this, we built a city and I was like the governor and I had these like businesses, like a, this little Walmart or this little Target. And I'm just figuring out how we can provide um, healthcare for these toys and how we can provide food and shelter to these toys that we were playing. And we were just like, what, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. So we, me figuring that out, even when I was drafting, the, like I said, the first chapters of my book, I realized that, yeah, it was a game that we were playing, but there was much more to it. As a matter of fact, like a lot of kids, they, they, they might play these type of games, but they don't really put that much thought into it. Like I had so my siblings and I, we have thought of real estate. We have thought of opening shops. We had so many things in place to just innovate our city, even though it was a game. And I was always interested in opening these businesses, whatever, like selling phones to selling phones. Sorry about that. Um, selling phones to and devices to these um, characters or selling food and, you know, like controlling the budget and all that. That was my type of thing. But as I started getting older and maturing, that's when I realized, okay, like, is this really who I am? I remember at first too, like, I always loved to write. I think it was sixth grade. I tried to attempt to write my first book, but I didn't really um have the resources. I remember sitting down with my younger sister and with my mom trying to figure out, like, how to edit the book and how to um, publish it. But then since we weren't really aware about how to get that done, so it was a dream that was put aside. But as of January 21st, 2019, I pursued that dream and published my first book with the ISBN number. So it's official. After that, um, building onto that, I always loved journalism as well. I thought that was a career I would be pursuing. Who knows that's something to do in the future because i said you don't have to label yourself so i remember pursuing journalism i love creating websites so i put that together i created a website it had different names blue eye and all that but it ended up being official it was called documented press and that was me as a freshman we could say around january of 2016 i created a website called documented press and it was focused on giving news advice or i mean giving news tips and giving news articles about people that were ordinary 
that big news cycles wouldn't pick up their stories or their voices. So within two years without social media marketing, I acquired about 18,000 readers. Moving forward with that, I wanted to pursue something bigger, but you got to understand I was what, 15, 16. I didn't really know that much of how to run a business or how to run something really big with employees and all that due to the fact that I didn't have the resources or the, the connections. That's when I kept moving forward. I took a break with business. We can say I got into the wrong crowd, but then someone in my school. So we're talking about junior year. There's a kid who was a senior about to graduate. His name goes by Mirza Bake. That kid was a programmer and I was always interested in programming. As a matter of fact, he did, I did web design, but he did um, Swift and all these Android development programs and iOS, something I wanted to get into. So he taught me that, he taught me, gave me resources, connect me with now a good friend, Matthew Smith, connect me with other people in his network that was smart. And that's how I started realizing like, okay, now I'm getting the resources. What do I want to pursue? Wanted to pursue an app company, it didn't work out. Wanted to pursue other ventures, didn't work out. But then the Matthew Smith that Mirza Beg introduced me to, he he had so many books about entrepreneurship. He had a lot of resources, so many videos he sent to me. And just me building my understanding in business, I started growing, I started growing, I started growing, I started growing that knowledge. Then I realized like, okay, since I'm doing this, and I had adventures that I wanted to start, but I didn't really understand business well yet because you can't just learn by reading books. It's like, okay, let me move forward. Let me um, start a podcast, like I said, and the podcast is called The Marketer's Key. The Marketer's Key podcast allowed me to interview people about marketing and branding because that was something of my interest. I wanted to create a marketing agency where I could connect and have clients from different industries, whether it's real estate, whether it's personal branding, whether it's sports. So whatever you, the person is, I wanted my hands and my head in it. So I found a way to get my foot in the market by interviewing these big entrepreneurs, the way you're doing right now, interviewing entrepreneurs, because doing that allows you to one, build your brand. I couldn't go around to people saying, oh, I built documented press and I got 18,000 readers in two years. That doesn't matter. There are people that did better. And the market don't care if you are 15, 16, 53, or 95. They matter. They only care if the product is good and profitable. So I started doing my podcast, started connecting with so many entrepreneurs, connect, 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 understanding what they do, how they think. I, got, I started building like relationships with them, getting their numbers all that connecting with so many from instagram and through that that allowed me to build my brand i started i wanted to create a consulting agency back i think in june of last year it did not work out but then again i tried again started a marketing agency called the scaling sauce focused in building authentic brands that will benefit the end consumer um started that back in october i think 27th of 2018 did started that actually got invited to the white house within a couple of days of that company just being open to the public got a lot of connections from the white house personally moved on from there started getting clients quickly and then started building on so this that's like the big well set well explained summary of my brand and myself wow that was a lot so 
talk to me about you kind of, about your definition of entrepreneurship. What is entrepreneurship? Entrepreneurship is the person that would jump off a cliff but would find a solution while they're free falling to land safely. So fighting back against other forces that is preventing you to attempt or reach your goal. That's entrepreneurship. So talk to me about um, how did the White House thing happen? It's a matter of networking, connecting with people. So um, I remember um, a friend reached out to me. He said that they were, they were looking for people that were um, that had companies um, that had companies and they're in minority groups. So I'm African-American or advert or um, how you, sorry, act, activists and people that are pursuing the political background. So I was in that area. I pitched in my business. And the journey I started in entrepreneurship and them seeing what I've been doing, how fast I've been moving forward and the drive I had that allowed me to actually personally meet the president. And back in January or I'm sorry, February 3rd or February 6th of 2019, I actually had the opportunity to sit with the vice president in a private dinner. So it's a matter of networking, credibility and just knowing what you want because no one can stop your mission but yourself so yeah that's pretty much what happened you know we live in a world i was just thinking about this yesterday but we live in a world where if we wanted to approach an influencer or someone really famous now is a time where it's easier than it's ever been before because you can literally take your iphone you can go on instagram you can DM a person and chances are they'll probably respond. Like I, mm-hmm. I DM'd you and I just, my last podcast, I interviewed someone from Shark Tank and I plan my next episode podcast after this. Two more actually. I plan to sit down with another person from Shark Tank. All I did was I just watched Shark Tank, took out my phone, went on Instagram, looked up their company backtraced it back to the creator and I DM them. Like mm-hmm. now it's so easy for you to network. I mean, just talk to me about that. How can someone get in touch with an influencer? So if you're trying to get in touch with an influencer, one you gotta know what type of influencer you're trying to get connected to. There's so many influencers I don't even like calling a lot of these people influencers because outside of Instagram, I don't see any influence. Many of them just because of the fact they have a lot of followers, which most times the people that have a lot of followers, they're fake. They're bought with um, Indian bots. Um, but you got to know exactly why you're connecting with them. You got to always offer value. And now there's a lot of people that hear, oh, yeah, offer value to them. Like for you, you came up to me, you putting me on this podcast is offering credit me much more credibility, whether you just started your podcast yesterday or you started your podcast a year ago. Why? Because this is pub- free publicity you're offering. That's the value you're giving to me. So whenever you go into someone, even for me, I look at why am I connecting this per- with this person? Is it because they have a verified badge or is it because they have a lot of followers? Is it because they have a lot of money or is it because they have a mission in place that they're following through and they're helping society. 
or they're helping a certain group of people. So it's a matter of connect, knowing how and who you want to connect with. So if you're trying to connect with someone, all I got to say, you don't even have to have pre-written scripts. You don't have to come at a professional angle. You got to show people who you are, because if you're trying to portray something or craft something beforehand to connect with someone, not only it's un unauthentic, but eventually they'll catch up with you. So you have to have a purpose. If you don't have a good purpose to why you're trying to connect with someone, there is no reason why you should waste your time. Because as a matter of fact, especially I know you're asking this question for those people that be connecting with other individuals on Instagram. There are so many people, even myself, like I'd look through um, I'd look through these messages. I, I forgot how you call it, like the sent request messages. So the people that don't follow you but wanted to connect with you, like there are times that I'll look through it. But if someone's asking or promoting something, I don't I'm not going to connect with you or respond with you because you're trying to pitch me a product or you're trying to say something that doesn't bring any value. And there's so many people I remember. Um, first person I volunteered to help brand and market their product before I launched my company, she had um, an Instagram page of 100,000 followers. But then looking at the request, message requests that people sent, 99.5% of that was just either people trying to hit on her or people that were just not producing any value whatsoever. So if that's the case, I'm sorry, like you, you shouldn't be wasting people's time connecting with people. But other than that, if you're providing value to someone without, if you without looking for anything in return, then that's good. I remember also DMing um this one girl. Her name is Elam. She she um she uh, how you call it? She does music, and I saw what she's doing, and I saw that okay, why not connect with her? Because long term. This friendship that we build in, something big can happen at the end. I'm not looking to make profit or trying to use her or anything like that. But yeah, you could do business. You got to be smart with it. But you have to, in a way, produce value for someone if you're even trying to make profit in the future. So you have to have a game plan in place, but you can't be greedy as well. Yeah, I hear what you're saying. You know, when I when i dm people like for example when i dm that guy from shark tank i i try to make it valuable and i try to like make his time work because like i knew that okay if i'm gonna sell my podcast to him and just say hey do you want to come on my podcast that's not enough like i gotta actually provide him value for example i dm this guy named john danes um it's just the first dm that showed up and i literally said dude i just checked out your podcast and i think i found something amazing i would love to interview you mm -hmm. and then i asked him for some tips like my goal wasn't to like you know just interview john so that i could grow my podcast my goal was to help john uh John, John, reach more audience members, help John, you know, kind of reach a vast market. Like I wanted to help John and then John would help me. Like, I think this is kind of a problem I'm having even with my podcast and said, I'm only at like 33 listens and I kind of want to grow that. And 
Like, I know I shouldn't care about the numbers, but I do. And I'm just not sure, like, what I have to do to grow it. Because I want to grow it to, like, a podcast that has, like, 100 listens. And I know by doing... I have to do that by um, getting guests like you. Getting guests who are going to, like, guests who have a following who listen to them. And then, therefore, they'll come to me and listen to me. So just talk to me about some some other things that maybe I could do to kind of grow my podcast since you have your podcast. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. One, having authenticity with these 33 people that are listening to your podcast, they would be thankful. One, because you're not like these other entrepreneurs and quotations or other podcasters that will flex their numbers to look like they're having a lot of fall, lot of listeners, but they're not. Second, you got to remember that there are entrepreneurs. I'm not going to name names, but I know entrepreneurs that do things behind the scenes to boost the appearance of someone's podcast. I forgot the guy's name, but his job is for his job is literally helping people boost their podcast in an authentic way. Like they pay him and he said, I'll get your podcast to the top, um, top 100 business podcast on Apple podcast, something like that. And I'm like, okay, I looked into it. And then I checked, like, I remembered one kid that I'm connected with. He, I never, never knew he had a podcast. He has a million followers on Instagram connected with him. We, we talk here once in a while. As a matter of fact, I was asked going to ask him to be on my podcast. Then I see him post on his story saying that, Oh, I have a podcast that is the top 100 on on Apple Podcasts or iTunes, however they call it. Um, what? He had a podcast? So I look into it. Do you know how often he posts? Every two months. And I think he haven't posted in like six months. So how is someone that only has four episodes? Yeah, dude, you can't. Top 100. So you got to understand that these 33 followers, one, you got to make sure the people you're connected with, they're promoting it. So what I do is once I interview someone, like I'll make a post, I'll make like an Instagram story saying that this is the person I interviewed. I put their picture, I'll put mine and I'll, I'll put the title, episode number, and then I'll tag the person I interviewed so they can reshare my story. Then make sure... After they reshare your story, make sure to have them promote it on other. Make sure to have make sure to have them promote it on other um other platforms. So Facebook, LinkedIn, Twitter, have them promote it on everything. Because I kid you not, when I connected with um James Orsini, the head of um VaynerX, not the yeah the president of VaynerX, the Sasha Group guy who works with Gary Vaynerchuk. He promoted my podcast session with him crazy that I had connections with big business people that even offered big business, bigger business people than me that offered free value. And they said, whenever you have a question or you need help, hit us up. Like, I will help you. I was like, oh, thank you. But it's a matter of knowing who you're connecting with. There's so many people that have a thousand followers that make more money than people that have a hundred thousand followers. You got to know. If the person you're really connecting with, if they're bringing value, because there's by no chance if you if you have 33 listeners or less, 
and you interviewed someone that had a million followers, 20,000, 10K followers, if your listening numbers didn't go up, that means they're, one, their audience is fake. Two, their audience don't care about them. Because if I care about Gary Vaynerchuk and someone interviewed him, there's a high likely chance that I will listen to that podcast or I'll listen to that interview. Those are the those are the two points. So you got to make sure exactly who you connecting it and why. So it's good that like the way that you came to me and said like, oh, I'd like to interview and stuff like that. And you ask questions beforehand. But what I do in my podcast, I'll research the person first, hit them up and say like, okay, I want to interview. This is what my podcast talks about. Once I do that, after hitting the person up, you ask, then you, and you did your research, making sure that you know exactly what type of business they have, exactly what they do, what type of success they have achieved. Once you know those three points, that's when you'll have the questions already presetted and you do the interview with them. So you want to know beforehand that the person actually succeeded in something and have someone of credibility. If you don't have that set, you will be interviewing people that could be lying to you about something. They could have been like, oh, I made $100,000. But you don't really know for sure that they made that type of money. So it, you got to verify their credibility and then interview them. No, I think that this doesn't apply to just podcasting. It applies to like almost everything. You know what I mean? So, um, Jason, I want to ask you a question that I kind of have been asking all my recent um, interviewees. And that is, did you go to college? And if you did or if you did not, what is your opinion on people going to college? Um, as a matter of fact, I just graduated high school in the beginning of this summer, June 10th, 2019. But I am going to college, one. A lot of people... <laughs> It's funny because all of a sudden a lot of people are saying that the school is failing them. Little do you guys know that if you didn't go to school in preschool, kindergarten, first, second, and third grade, you guys would not be able to know how to speak, write, or read. That elementary is fundamental. High school, there are certain things people are saying, oh, I don't want to, geometry is not going to help me. How's entrepreneurship helping with school? Okay. Good question. But how are you going to say that the school system is failing all Americans or is failing the European countries? And that's why America is what? In 14 or 15th place in education? Okay, you're saying that, but like, are you forgetting that doctors need to go to school too? Are you forgetting that um, mechanics need to go to school too? Yeah, you could be self taught. But would you trust to go to a doctor if someone is, if your mother or your father is really sick, are you really going to trust a doctor that dropped out and was self-taught? Really? Like, this is a question a lot of people got to ask. Are you really going to trust that doctor? Are you really going to trust that um, uh, chemist that's trying to cook up the newest medicine probably to cure cancer, are you really going to risk the fact, and the risk is that you die, but they're not sure it's a 50-50 chance? Are you really going to risk that? Those are the questions that people got to be asking. Because, yeah, okay, I'm not saying that school is the only way to success. Obviously, there are entrepreneurs that have made a lot of money. But the probability of a person that went to Harvard, 
UIC or any or have a degree, they are most likely to be much more successful than a dropout that only made a hundred thousand or make a hundred thousand a year. I could be a coder making a hundred twenty-five thousand without a degree too, but that doesn't make that I'm the best one. If you realize the best of the best venture capitalists, the best of the best investors, the best of the best businesses, these people been in school, they have credibility. Politicians, they have credibility. They've gone to prestigious schools or even community colleges. So these Instagram entrepreneurs that just drop out, what, 16, drop out in college and make 100,000, good for you. You guys don't have families. These people don't have families, so they just living their life going to clubs and to bars, but it doesn't mean anything. And some of them, if you haven't seen the scandal, there's a, been a big scandal that they've been lying to people, creating courses to make money. So Jeff Bezos, I'm waiting for his course, his online course to teach me how to make billions of dollars like he is, because there's so many entrepreneurs, especially teenagers, that most likely still live under their mother's roof creating courses to teach me how to make a hundred thousand dollars in 56 days or ten thousand dollars in seven days and if it's that easy i don't think the world is dumb enough not to pay for a valuable course and make that type of money and besides if that was really true most americans wouldn't be homeless by now because all we need is a library with a computer that has internet connection and supposedly make that type of money so for those people that are saying college is not important or school is not important, please talk to me and let me know one person that haven't gone to elementary school that is successful. Two, let me know someone that became a billionaire that haven't gone to college, university, or haven't dropped out of high school. Well, Bill Gates is one, but anyway, the I but like the thing is not possible, but yeah. the probability. Bill Gates is not on Instagram. Bill Gates is not on Facebook. They don't use technology drugs. They don't sell courses. Like, name me one entrepreneur that made a billion dollars that sold the online course to teach me how to make that type of money, too. Because if I make enough money, if I make millions, I'm not going to sell a course. I don't care about other people to learn my trick. Why would I share my secret of making a billion dollars and sell the course? For what? 300 thousand nine hundred ninety nine. Come on. Yeah, I agree. So the problem that I, I, I'm going to right now, I'm in community college, as you know, and I plan to actually go to University of Illinois and study uh, marketing at Urbana-Champaign. And the, I, if I wanted to, I could easily learn all about marketing by purchasing like a Ty Lopez course. But the problem is, is... I have seen some stuff about Ty Lopez that I think is a little bit sketchy. Like, I'm sure he's kind of a real dude, and I don't know if he's legit or not, but I, I'm not going to, I'm going to give, I'm going to believe my professor more since they went to college and they've studied marketing and they've gotten a job at a college more than a guy like Ty Lopez who's selling a course just to make himself more money you know what i'm trying to say yeah i'm not even here to demonize people personality or use demagoguery to change people ideology but like it with a lot of people it's a lot of people are busy about people's scandals if tylo press true is tylo is a scam 
Does Ty Lopez really own this? Does he own that? Don't worry about that. You're, people are wasting time worrying about people's personalities, worrying about people's true or not. First of all, if you want, first of all, don't listen to people. Don't listen to Gary B. Don't listen to nobody because what works for me doesn't need to work for you. Doesn't have to work for you because we are created different. So if we are all created the same, like everybody should have been doing the same thing. Everybody would have been successful, but that's not even the case. Second, with the teachers, you saying that you trust teachers more than you saying that you're trusting teachers more than um, Ty Lopez. There are some teachers that only learned marketing or only learned business or entrepreneurship, and then they decided to be teaching it instead of pursuing it. So, learning from a teacher, learning from a course, learning from someone that you see that is verified 3.3 million followers and looks like they make a lot of money. He probably does because he has a big house and all that. He made money, but then, and he probably wants to help people by his course. I have his course, I have everybody's course, anybody you could imagine. I have all their courses. But, you gotta realize that there's business behind it. There's things called upselling. So, if you don't understand the anatomy of upselling, with an upsell, there's no purpose of buying the first product. Not everybody's going to agree with me in that. So, like I said, that just proves my point that you, you don't have to listen. Like, one, open your hands, both of your hands, put them together, and let the grains of sand just fall onto your hands. Some, of, some grain of sand will be on your hand, and some would fall off. What I'm trying to get to you is that whatever advice you see is good and would be profitable for your brand, for your business, you stick with it. The advice that is not good, you let it go. It goes in one ear, leaves the other. So you got to know what's important to you and what's not. Following people's scandals is not. Following only your professor is not, especially if you don't know if they pursue the business or not. So take advice from everybody as much as you can. But the advice that doesn't matter and doesn't make sense and doesn't have any data to back it up, don't follow it. You let it go. Yeah, I see what you mean. I mean, if you think about it now more than ever, information is attainable. What I mean by this is, honestly, you could probably find all the things that Ty Lopez says in his course for free. All you have to do is put the time in and find it out, you know, that's what kind of Gary Vaynerchuk says, like, because Gary Vaynerchuk, he doesn't have a course, everything he says, he puts it out for free, like, he even said in this book that he made, made, like, I don't care if you don't buy it, you can go to the library and go get it, he's just putting all his content out for free. But and you gotta realize, too, sorry to cut you, it's, like, again, not trying to defame anyone, because I'm a fan of his himself, but Offering stuff for free also doesn't put you in business. If you could see Empathy Wines, he's like really begging people to purchase his product, really begging people. So, yeah, he's offering things for free, but what he's offering is mostly, I, I could see, it's he's mostly a life coach. He's telling people, this is what you got to do. This is what you got to do. Like, if people don't care about you, move forward. You If you die, if you die are they going to be there, blah, blah, blah. Where the business course, where's the business lessons? There's barely any business lessons. And if they are, it's 
literally just surface water. He never goes dive. He never dives in. If you want to know exactly who gives you the real business information, dot-com secrets, Russell Brunson. Like you gotta see, like, and another advice to you and all your listeners, look at people that been in business for 50 years and more. So Bob Proctor, look into people that, like, that's why a lot of people, African Proverbs, Chinese Proverbs, the Bible, they say, listen to your, listen to the elderly, because the elderly, they know what they're talking about. They live the life the longest. They've been into something the longest. I don't care if they, from the industrial revolution, I don't care if they're in the internet age or stage, whatever they call it, or the digital era. It doesn't matter because there are lessons that we can learn from the industrial revolution that will impact our future. Just like history teacher would say, our history impacts our future. So it's a matter of, like I said, it's a matter of knowing where your information is coming and moving forward from there. It's a matter of knowing where you're getting it from and knowing the strategy. Because some people, they say something, but they don't really do it. I'm not saying that Gary doesn't, but like he's new in the game. He built one business. His business, VaynerX probably is like $200 million, that's their work. There are people that make way more money. And what I realized too, all these people saying, like all these kids, young people on Instagram or social media, just giving people advices about life or advices about business. The real people that are doing it, they're quiet. Their results, their sales speak for themselves. That's their brand. So. Him creating a hundred pieces of content, like you, do you really think creating a hundred pieces of content a day is supposed to build your brand, supposed to like make you money? You, if you're in business, you gotta know profit is oxygen to your business. There are a lot of people producing content every single day, but the audience that they have is the same, not growing a bit, as a matter of fact, decreasing. And it works for him because he's been in the business industry for a long time. He's the first, he's one of the first few people to be on Instagram and to produce that. That strategy works for him, but in an oversaturated platform, is not going to work for everybody that is attempting to do what he says. 6.3 million followers on Instagram, probably 1.2 million people are trying to do what he says, which makes it oversaturated. So you guys got to understand, like, just because he said something, you gotta realize that there's so many people that will pursue what he said due to the fact that he has a big brand online. He produces the same content on Facebook, LinkedIn, and Twitter. So that's like 12 million people that are listening to what he says. Probably 3 million people are listening and following through and executing that. So you gotta see what works, you gotta listen to other people, but I recommend you listening to way older people, way older people, because they've been in business longer, they know what they're doing. Yeah, you know, I. so the thing about now too, like I said before, is if you wanted to start something, now is the time where you can do that. Like, honestly, I think you might use this app for your podcasting, I don't know, but there's this app called Anchor. All you have to do take out your phone, download the app, and boom, you can set your own podcast. If you want to start a YouTube channel, all you got to do is take out your phone, 
turn on the camera and boom, you can make you can make a vlog, you can make a video. Uh if you want to start a blog, all you have to do is take out your computer, go to drive, type something up, put the link up on Twitter, Instagram, boom, you started a blog. Like now more than ever, people can start something, you know. And I just wish that more people realized that. Because now, you know, college debt is at $1.2 trillion, um, the, the biggest it's ever been. And right now, a degree does mean a lot, does mean a little bit right now. It means quite a bit, but it's not enough. And I keep um, rephrasing this in my podcast. But if you think that a degree is enough, it's enough, it's not enough. Because if you think about it, you're going to go and get a job. And you're going to compete with other people who have the same degree as you, probably the same GPA. And are you going to get that job? Most likely it's going to be a look of your job. But if you differentiate yourself, like with my podcast, I think when I play the U of I, it's going to make me, it's going to make me that green apple where there's a bunch of red apples. You know what I mean? So I think people need to start now. And just differentiate this, themselves because right now the job market as, as I think it's very saturated. So what are you, what is your opinion on that? Try to make I it a little bit clear. that is false because first the low minimum wage jobs, they're complaining because they're not getting enough employees. Second of all, your mom, your dad, your grandfather and your grandmother, how are they living? There are so many, there's so many, there were so many jobs. There were way more jobs. Like there were so many jobs, like they wouldn't have gone by. Second, yeah, you could create a podcast, you could create YouTube, but don't you already think that YouTube blogging and all the things you have stated, podcasting. A lot of people started podcasts because of Gary Vee, let alone Casey Adams or any of these people that just claim that now. A lot of, many people like, if you like, what was your reason to who influenced you to start a podcast? Oh, when I, well, I actually got laid off of the two jobs, and I kind of realized that I kind of wasn't differentiating myself. So I wanted to become, you know, like better and kind of make me who I really am. And then but I listened to who influenced you though. Uh, there was this kid named Yasmeet. He started a podcast, and then I said, "Oh, how'd you do that?" And he told me. And then I would say Gary B also influenced it. See? And you realize, because the thing is, a lot of people don't understand. And it, it's kind of crazy, too. So hopefully I'm not sidetracking. Because, like, just for the fact, it's easier to tell someone to do something, let alone. Because, like, think about it. If I'm the president, if I'm the president, right, it's easy for me. And, like, like let's say the mass shooting happened two days ago. It's easier for me to go and comfort people and say, oh, I'm sorry for your loss. I'm sorry for your loss. I really mean it. Me, on behalf of the rest of the American people, we're sorry for your loss. It's easy for me to say because I didn't lose anyone. I'm not in that position. And obviously, there will be a significant amount of American people that will just think that's not a political stunt and that he really means it. Let and then that's him. A lot of people thinking that, so everybody's like, Oh, yeah, they understand. Oh, he's not, he's just not doing any photo op, he's not saying that in vain. And obviously, 
if he was in that situation, the situation probably would have been different. He would have responded different. So you got to understand that these people that are in higher positions, it's either easier for them to say something and then they'll monetize it off of the fact that it worked for a small number of people. Because just because Gary Vee said to his followers, oh, you guys should do a podcast because it'll make you different. That's why I'm going back to example. A lot of people are going to say, ooh, I'm going to create a podcast. There's so many people creating podcasts that are the same. They're all the same. They're especially when it comes to entrepreneurship. A lot of people want to create a podcast, want to create a podcast, want to talk about people's lives, how they did this, how they started and all that. It doesn't make people different because everybody's just trying to do what someone in a higher position says. And that's what I'm going back to. Yeah, you could say that the schools and people are not getting jobs and all that. But let alone walk into your nearest grocery store, they're probably asking someone to get hired. Or even in higher positions, I know a lot of people are saying, oh, I'm looking for people to hire. I'm looking for people to employ. Let alone here in my own city, there's, I heard a lot higher positions, lower positions, min, minimum wage. Are hired higher jobs that that pay really well, but now all these entrepreneurs are saying that oh, you guys gotta understand that people are losing jobs. We all need to people are losing jobs. We all need to become entrepreneurs. Yeah, a lot of people can become an entrepreneur. A lot of people can create a small business, but you gotta also understand that everybody has the. Poss the, not everybody has the characteristics or the strengths to have a certain type of business that would be profitable for them. So you got to understand, yeah, everybody could be entrepreneur. But if everybody are entrepreneurs, what happens to the other jobs? No, That's I don't think, I, sorry for interrupting you, but I don't think entrepreneurship, just like college, is for everyone. There's a certain mindset and a certain way that you have to act to become an entrepreneur like some people can't some people it's hard for them to start something some people if they don't have direction they can't start it so for them entrepreneurship isn't isn't the best like for me like it's kind it's kind of hard for me to find direction but like i'm able to do it so my plan is to go to college, find a job, and then start my own company so I can attain and learn as much as I can from someone successful and then apply it. So exactly. It's just like the sickness to look for the doctor. So if a person really, really wants a job, they're going to look for it. If you're really sick, you're going to find the medicine. You're going to do everything to that extent to find the medicine. So people can't say that, oh, like you gotta be entrepreneur you gotta yeah you can make yourself different everybody's already different there's if it's hard for them to start something that's if obviously if it's hard for you to start something obviously that means it's something worth pursuing but if it's hard for you to like take action to do something or you're waiting for motivation or you're waiting for someone to say start a podcast start a youtube channel that is not for you because Starting a podcast, you gotta know it's saturated. Starting a YouTube channel is saturated. Starting a brand in starting a brand on Instagram is saturated. The only way you rise to the top is by producing value that is authentic to the end consumer, that is both yet authentic, like I said, 
with note that are created twice and that it's profitable for them and for you if that's not the case then that pro that product or that brand the marketing will go to zero value because it's not helping anybody and if it's not helping anybody there's no point in pursuing well, in my opinion, I don't think podcasting is saturated because if it was, everyone would be studying podcasting, but they're not. It still hasn't reached that peak yet. And I'm lucky that when I that I got in when I got in because I actually heard that this like recently and it's that Spotify is not going to let any more creators in because like it's so saturated and it's so um, there's like a bunch of like fake people kind of in it. So I'm lucky that I got in when I got in, but like. All I'm trying to say is that now in this day and age, you should probably have like a side hustle just because it's important to have now. But Jason, I want to, this podcast is kind of getting a little bit long on the longer side. So I want to give you the floor, um, take as much time as you need um, and give you say anything that you want to say, like for closing thoughts and yeah. Yeah. Closing thoughts. If you want, to pursue something, go ahead and do it. Like, I, I, I don't want to um, be like everybody else giving the most basic advice, but this is just a piece of wisdom. If you want to pursue something, you're gonna go ahead and get it. The sick looks for the doctor. So if you're the sick person, and we're talking metaphor metaphorically, if you're sick and you really want to get something, you really want to follow through. You want to be an entrepreneur. You want to be an artist. You want to be a dancer. You want to make certain type of money. You want to be a doctor. No government system, nobody will stop you from doing that or achieving that but yourself. There will be days that you're not going to want to do it. There will be other days that you won't be feeling it. There will be days that You'll be rejected. There'll be days you'll feel lonely. There'll be days you'll be happy. But you got to know that if you still see the light at the end, even if you don't, always remember that with prayer and with God, things can be done. Have faith in yourself. Have faith in him. And you'll make it to the end. You'll reach the destiny. Okay, thank you so much, Jason, for the podcast. Interview. No, thank you. It was an empowering moment. Okay.